Amen. If you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 14, we're going to begin at verse number one. And it came to pass. Uh, actually, that's not what I want. So just one second. Let me put my glasses on. Oh, it works. Uh, chapter 14 and verse number uh, 16. Then said he, this is Jesus speaking unto him. Then said he unto him, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. That means he invited many. But you look at somebody and say, you, you're invited. You are invited. And he sent his servant at supper time. To say to them that were invited, come, all things are now ready. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be full of excuses. The first said unto him, I have bought... A piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Just purchase something. I have some belongings and some possessions. You need to have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. I go to, pr to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. I got some work to do, so I need to be excused. And another said, I have married a wife, therefore I cannot come. I can't come to where I'm invited because of relationships. And so the first, he could not come. Because of belongings, possessions, things. The second couldn't come because he was too busy trying to make money. The third couldn't come because he let someone else become more important than what he was invited to. So verse number 21. So that servant came and shooed, or the word we, we say showed. I don't like that King James shoot stuff. His Lord, these things, the servant showed the Lord these things. Then the master of the house being happy. He was excited. He was, uh, how would you say, empathetic or sympathetic to that cause. He was understanding No, he was angry. He said to a servant, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city. Don't just call the people that you know, those people that are close to you. Don't call for your family members because they just got too much stuff to do. They, 
too many relationships that they're tied up in. They have uh, things that, that are getting in their way. I'll tell you what you do. Why don't you just go ahead and go out into the streets and into the lane of the city and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the whole, the blind. Bring everybody that got problems and circumstances and those things that people that are overlooked and, and those people that are downtrodden and, and just dealing with some difficult times in life. I tell you what, just go get those people. The servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. And yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges. Don't just go to the streets now. I want you to go to the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. I want to preach to you for a couple of minutes the burden of a full house. Father, I thank you for every soul that's here in this place today. Thank you for leading and guiding them here. God, I pray right now that they will receive a revelation of your house. That they will receive a revelation that they're not just here to participate in a religion and to come to a a church service. But God, you have preordained and predestined for them to be a part of something great. A part of your plan and your purpose. I pray that you would work it in us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Won't you clap your hands to the Lord as you're being seated? The Bible says that the master of the house, he called his servants, those that he entrusted with his work and the care of his ministry, those that were responsible for making sure his house was filled with guests, that they, they would go and they would give invitation and word to those that were purposed and destined to come and those that we had it all figured out that, yes, they belong in the house of God. And you know how it is. We, we always have our mindset at, at who's God work, who God is working on and who's God, who's God moving on. I'm sorry, I'm getting my words twisted up and who God is, 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 uh, ministering to and, and trying to get their attention. And, and that may be the fact, but I'm going to tell you like this. And sometimes we like to work in our circle, our, our, our little circle and our, our little, uh, sphere of influence and everything else. And those places that we're comfortable with and people that we're comfortable with. And, and, we, and we spend so much time trying to convince them and trying to show them that the way that we walk is the right walk. And the, where we go to church is the place to go to church. And if you want a, 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 a life better. It's, it, you need to be in the house of the Lord and I'm telling you what you're going to be blessed when you come here and, and we spend our time trying to get those people in the church and yes they have been invited but many people just declined the invitation 
for many reasons, they decide I'm, I'm not going to come. And I, it, 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 cease, it never ceased to amaze me. I'm talking about people of God, church, uh, children of the most high God. They will have this excuse of why. Now, some, I, I get some things are an excuse. Some things are situation. It just, you can't get out of it. I understand that. And, and I'm not saying that there, there are not people there, that there are people. I'm saying this. There are people that are not here for legitimate reasons. I know a couple of people, as a matter of fact, they are working. If they could have gotten off they could have gotten off they would have they would be here they're not choosing to work just to make some money uh, and, and everything else they're not choosing to be away from the house of God uh, for leisure and for pleasure amen if they could be here they would be here some of you may not think or realize how important and how significant it is to come to the house of God you may not realize that your eternity is weighed on every time you show up and step into the house of the Lord you may not see the significance spiritually speaking but you don't know that day that comes on a Sunday morning that you decide to come into this place and and the devil was on your trail and the devil was trying to take you out and the devil was trying to keep you from the things of God and you don't know that thing that you could have been doing, but you decided to come to church. And you don't know sometimes when you come to this church and you get a word from God, you didn't realize what was planted. But it was that thing put in you that kept you saved. I'm telling you what, you don't realize everything that God sees and everything God does. And you may think you went through a service and you didn't get anything out. And then you realize 10 weeks later, hey, something was placed inside of your bosom. The word of God was put in your heart and something was put in your soul. You may go out of this place feeling exactly the same way as you did yesterday. God has done something in your life. Amen. I'm telling you what, there are times when we come to service and we come to church and you say, you know, I, I, I know too many people. Well, I can get that out there. I, I pray on my own and I, I, that's great. I'm so glad you pray on your own. I pray on my own, too. That's no excuse not to come to church. Well, I, I got up this morning. I, I, I prayed and uh, I spent time. I did my daily devotion. I did my daily bread. Let me tell you something. I'm glad you do daily bread. I'm glad you do devotion. I'm glad you spend time with God. But if you think for one minute that that causes you or is an excuse to negate coming together in the house of the Lord, you're mistaken. Can I just tell you the truth? It's nothing like the church. There's no personal relationship like when I come together with the people of God and worship God with the people of God because God does something different in the midst of the church. Now, I'm just going to go on record to say now I believe in personal prayer. I believe you need a personal prayer life and everything else. But for one minute, you, oh, hallelujah. Some things that transpires in the church service. And let me tell you, I can spend time, I pray and I do it, Well, I can go on vacation. And I'm telling you, when I go on vacation, I still pray. I don't take a vacation from God. God, I get up with you later back when I get back home right now and it's my time. 
You mean to tell me you don't want God where you go? You want God to take his hand off of you? You want God to take his protection off of you? I know there are angels watching over me. And they're not just watching, they're involved. <laughs> they hold me up lest I dash my foot against the stone. Amen. Sometimes kind of crazy things happen in our life. I'm like, you know, this is weird. I don't know why I decided I missed this turn. And after, I, I don't know why some things happen. All I know is I'm in the hands of God. And I can tell you some stories. But let me tell you something. That doesn't take away from coming to the house of God, being in the midst of his presence with the people of God. You say, well, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't need church. Well, why did God create it? You don't need what God created. You don't need what God has ordained. I need what God has ordained. Because I think he knows better than I. I think he knows better than what I can. You know, it, it's a funny thing. that Because when I get on my own and I'm worshiping God, I don't have anything to be my barometer. I know I have the word of God. I understand that. But sometimes people can get the word of God all twisted. And so when I come to church, amen, that's a different manifestation of God. And as a matter of fact, the point is God wants a full house. Notice that the master said, hey, I want you to go out and I want you to invite people in. And people that would have excuse, God would not say, well, you know what? The master didn't say, oh. You know, all right, I understand you. You got a wife. I'm not prophesying, but if you want that, pro- if you want it to be prophecy, take it, brother. You want that? It's coming? Oh, no wonder he dressed up like that. Yeah, it's coming, dressed like that. Woo-hoo. It's coming, boy. <laughs> yeah, son. <laughs> Your line might be longer than the line for the food downstairs, son. <laughs> it's coming. Now, there's only one thing. Look around in here. Don't go looking out there. That's right, I said it. Let me tell you something. That's nothing like the church of the living God. It may have problems. need to be in the church so those guys begin to make excuses uh, I, I, I got stuff to do I got work to do I, I got oxen to work in I got a field I just I got some possessions I know that's okay you understand that right God you 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 can identify that you said I need to work but guess what you look at the scripture Oh, he got that up there. That's nice. But the scripture says that they begin to make excuse. And the master got mad. As a matter of fact, he got angry. I want.
Every time I come up with an excuse that God says, hey, I don't accept it, that he gets angry. They begin to make excuse and you can go to the next one where he got angry. I want them to see angry. Yeah, he got angry. Uh-huh. Got wife. I got job. I got property. I got, I, I got all these things. He's trying to find it. The one you didn't get to, that's it. Don't you have it up there too, man? You're asking us. <laughs> you got... <laughs> there we go. Then the master of the house being angry. You know, you, so we, we go out and we do a lot of evangelism and, and outreach and all that and try to win people to God and, 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 and everything. But the, the master got angry because... Those people that were invited decided they had something better to do. And so the master said, you know what? And so we say, oh, well. But the master said, I'll tell you what you do. I want you to go out into the highways. I want you to go out into the streets and into the lanes. And I want you to invite anybody and everybody. You know what? And the problem is, you know, when we see people all down and trotting down and out, we go, oh, look at that person. They ain't getting in my car. I don't know about them. Oh, hallelujah. He said, you go, you don't even worry about that character. You don't worry about, you just go out and you get them. Can I tell you, it's the will of God for us to fill this house. God had a burden that his house would be filled. Now, I, I, I just want to hit one more. I want to hit another scripture before I go to where I feel to go to. Uh, turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10. I, I, I want to put something to bed and to rest. I, actually, I just want to kill it. Can I kill something this morning? Amen. Listen to this. Verse number 23. Now watch this. Now, how many want to please God? Amen. Raise your hand if you want to please God. And I, I, I would venture to say if you don't raise your hand, I guess that means you don't want to please God. Or you just don't want to cooperate. Raise your hand if you want to please God. All right. Let us hold fast the profession, the profession of our faith. Right? Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Listen to what he's saying. Now, we're saved, what? By grace, through faith. He said, let us hold fast. That means the word fast. Could you keep it there while I'm talking? Let us hold fast. That word doesn't mean quick. It means uh, hold securely. Hold tightly and firmly. Hold fast. Get a good grip. The profession of your faith. If you want to, you say, well, I got faith. If you want to keep your faith, you got to hold on to it. Now, the Bible is going to show us how to hold on to faith. How many want to hold on to your faith that you have? You see, because we talk about, you know what? I want to grow in faith. The problem is not growing in faith. The problem is we let faith slip away. 
and, and, and we don't hold to what we have. He said, let us hold fast. Let us hold securely. Let us hold tight the profession of our faith without wavering. How can I make sure I'm secure without going back and forth, without wavering in my walk with God, without wavering in my faith? Listen to him. For he, that's a parenthetical statement, so we can skip that. You can read it, but it doesn't have anything to do. And let us, now go back. I'm sorry, I want you to see something. Please, could you go back? You see that semicolon after wavering? All right? You see that semicolon? So the sentence didn't end there. All right? And then there's a semicolon after the parenthetical statement that lets you know it didn't end there either. And so these are connected. Next verse. We're going to hold fast to professing our faith. And it has the next thing is an and. That means a conjunction. So what he talked about previously is connected to what he's getting ready to talk about. We're going to go, let us hold the fast profession of our faith without wavering. And meaning also. And let us consider, we're going to get in one accord sooner or later now. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Notice. Now you can go back. Please. So first of all, he said, let us hold, get a hold of our faith. I ain't going to mess it up. Don't worry. Man, come on. Grab my suit like that. Let us hold fast and profess in our faith. Without wavering, wavering means, you know, you go back and forth. Why? Because he's faithful who promised. And so he's faithful. The question is, am I going to waver or not? Hold fast the profession of our faith. And also we're going to do 24. Let us do this. Hold our faith and to consider, stand up, one another. To provoke, come on over here, come on, come on, unto unto love and the good works. So I'm holding on my faith. Oh, I don't want to mess up your suit, man. You said, man, that thing looking too good. It's not the shoe not looking good, but it's black, you know. So I'm a whole, I got a grip on my faith. I'm not doing it in the bad sense. Okay. I got a grip on my faith. That's what the word means. Get a grip on it. You got to get a grip on your faith, friends, if you want to be saved. And also, while I got a grip on my faith, I got to consider everybody else and let us consider one another to provoke them unto love and good works. And stay right there, my faith. Am I provoking other people? That means people in the church. You're not in this alone. You see, that's why you, oh, I'm doing this by myself. I pray in my own closet. And he said, that's not good enough. He said, hey, you got to think about us. That's when you're talking about the church. And, and he has a colon after that, meaning he's not done. So there's two things I need to, I need to consider and do. All right? I need to, don't wave in my faith. Get a hold of it. Get a grip of it. And you a good faith. Just you too sharp, man. And, 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 and I need to provoke my brothers and my sisters unto love and good work, works. Now, how am I going to do this? Whenever there's a colon, it lets you know how you're going to do what he just said. And so I need to get a hold of my faith and I need to provoke my brothers and my sisters in love and good works. How am I going to do that? Next verse. 
not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. That's how I'm going to get a hold of my faith when I don't waver in getting and coming to church. Oh, I don't need to come to church every week. Oh. So we never put that together, did we? Uh-huh. You see all that. And so, hey, I'm going to hold on to my faith. And I'm going to make sure I don't waver in my walk with God. Because i got to be saved. i got to make it to heaven. I'm not just coming here doing my own thing. i got to, I don't care if you got to, whatever you got to do to get a hold of faith. And I'm not in it on my own. So i got to provoke my brother and my sister. How? Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Oh, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching the closer we get to his coming the more you need to be in church so no wonder in the previous verses In the previous chapters that we looked at, that the Lord became the master, became angry, that his house wasn't filled. I'm talking about the burden of a filled house. All right, all right. I'm telling you what, there's nothing more important as as God's uh, time is drawn near than making sure I'm assembling together. When I see that day approaching, I got to provoke my brothers one another in love. And I need to, you know what? I need to make sure my faith is secure. How do I make sure my faith is secure? Don't forsake coming to church. Oh, no, I can watch it online. You're not assembling yourselves together online. Now, if you're sick, okay, watch it online. And I'm not talking about a toe ache. Thank you. My man took his jacket off. He's like, <laughs> messed with that man's jacket. <laughs> so, <laughs> Praise God. You say, well, Pastor, I'm here. I'm glad you're here. But let me tell you something. I, I don't know what our... Hold on for a second. I feel like my tie's crooked. I know somebody's saying, man, his tie's crooked. So I got to straighten it out. You know, I'm on camera. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't know what the count is. I, I, I don't think we have 200 uh, people in here. Um, and you say, well, numbers aren't important. They are if it's a soul. Can I tell you something? You can get saved in the church. Amen. This is a saving station. And I want everybody to listen. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, what are you waiting for? Thank you. We have water. If you don't know what that water's for, 
Can I take a quick detour? Second Peter three twenty. Real quickly. And then I'm gonna go back to this. It's the computer, trust me. Yes. Huh? Eighteen? Yeah. Huh? Did I say verse first Peter, I'm sorry, three twenty. Okay. All right. There we go. Which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited to the days of Noah while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight saved souls were saved. How were they saved? They were saved by water. Next verse. The like figure, just like they were saved by water, the like figure, where until even baptism doth also now save us. And I know people tell you, all you got to do is come up and say this prayer and you're saved. First of all, it's not in the Bible. They misquote scripture. All right. I don't have time to give you a Bible study because that's not the lesson today. I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to make it plain and simple. If you've never been baptized in Jesus name, you need to be baptized in Jesus name. Baptism, baptism doth now save us, not by the putting away of the filth of the flesh. In other words, it, it doesn't cleanse your flesh, but it gives you an answer of a good conscience towards God, not towards man. You don't do it because of me. You don't do it because of anybody else. It clears your conscience because all have sinned and all have come short of the glory of God. David said against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. And so baptism is not the commandment of man, it's the commandment of God. And so Paul said, why tarry? Why delay? Arise, be baptized, wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And so why do I come to church? Because I can have my sins cleansed. I can't do that sitting at home. I can't do that watching on the internet. They're not going to tell you you need to be baptized they just going to tell you, send your money to, and they're going to give you the place where you send your money to. Now, we receive offerings and all that, but we want you to come to church so you can get saved. Amen. God loves to fill things. He wants a full house. And when he gets a full house, now watch this. Second Kings chapter 4, verse number 1. Now, there cried a certain woman. Everybody say a certain woman. Of the wives of the sons of the prophets. Unto Elijah. Or this is Elisha, not Elijah. Saying, thy servant, my husband, is dead. She was a wife of a prophet. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen, to make them slaves. And Elijah said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? I want to know what's in the house. Can I tell you, God is interested in what's in the house. And he said, thine handmaid 
have not anything in the house? Or she said, say, thine handmaid have not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. All I have is one pot of oil. You know, that's all God needs. Then he said, go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And so her responsibility was to go out and find some empty vessels. Can I tell you, no matter what you're going through in life and here, no matter what problem you have, God wants to know all you need to do is go out and find some empty vessels. I'm going to fix your problem when you go get some empty vessels and bring them in the house. Oh, hallelujah. I said the burden of a full house. And so she went to her neighbors and she began to borrow vessels. And then it goes on to say, verse number four, and when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and thou shalt pour out into all the vessels, every vessel you find. Now, she, held, she only had one pot of oil. But he said, pull out of that one pot. And thou shalt set aside that which is what? I'm saying God is interested in filling. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and her sons who brought the vessels to her. And she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. Go give me another vessel. They got all the vessels. Bring me another vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And then the oil stayed. And so all God wanted was for her to go get some empty vessels so he could fill them. I'm telling you what, God is in the business of filling you. Some of you feel empty in the place. So he said, I'll tell you what you do. First of all, you get them in the house. I want my house full of vessels. Empty vessels, broken vessels, it doesn't matter. Different size vessels. He didn't say the vessel had to look a certain way. He said, just go get some empty vessels and and you bring them into the house uh, and I'm going to fill them. I'm telling you what, God is interested in a house that's full. And he's interested in filling you. Now get this. She would take, her responsibility was to take this oil, fill it in all these vessels, and the vessels would be full. And they would take this oil, and then they would go sell it. Well, if they took the vessel and brought the vessel in, and that vessel had all types of muck and mire on it, and then they poured the, the, the oil in the vessel... The oil wouldn't be any good. So it doesn't say it, but I'm telling you what transpired. Every vessel they brought in, they cleaned it first. Every vessel that came in got washed first. I'm here to tell you, it is the will of God to wash every vessel in the house and to fill every vessel with the oil of the Holy Ghost.
I said God wants to fill you. We've been filled with a whole bunch of stuff. We've been filled with everything else this world has to offer. We've been filled with all the junk and the garbage that this world has to offer. I'm telling you what, God wants to fill you. But he got to clean you first. There's a burden that we should have in the house of God. For God's house to be full. And it, it, I think it's perfect timing. Sis, let me just tell you like this. You can fill up two seats, two rows by yourself. That's the will and the purpose of God. God desires a full house. Now, for the next seven weeks... For the next seven weeks, we're going to have this drive. And that's why I said this is perfect timing. I'm not preaching this because of the drive, but this is perfect timing. Because now this gives us an opportunity to go out into the highways and into the lanes and, and, and go and to compel, the scripture says, to compel them to come in. That his house may be filled. God wants a full house and when he has a full house he's able to fill the vessels that are in the house and he's able to wash the vessels that are in the house and some of you know that your conscience isn't right before God and some of you know the things you've done and you you, you come and, and you you know you struggle with, 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 with your sin and your guilt and your shame and you wonder whether God will forgive you let me tell you what he will forgive you he will cleanse you he will fill you you haven't done anything that's so dirty, so filthy, so disgusting that God can't fill you and God can't forgive you. God can't heal you. God can't save you or deliver you. He died to set you free. God has a burden to fill his house and to fill every vessel in the house. He said, I want you to go and get a vessel. And I just want you to dip a little. I just want you to pull a little. Now, just be a little chinchy. You know how, like, those stores you go to? And, and you know what? They act like they paying for it. You order a order of fries, they give you three. Like, can I get a little more than that? So I go to certain restaurants like Chipotle. Hey, man, give me some more. You ain't paying for that? I am. And I'm, I'm not ashamed. Could you add a little more of that? Okay. And a little more of that? And a little more of that? And a little more of that? Yes. Why? Because I want it full. Why? Because I want it be full. And don't go filling my, my cup up three-fourths of the way. And don't go putting a bunch of ice in it either. I'm not paying for a cup of ice. I'm paying for a cup of soda. Can I tell you, you can't be filled with what you need to be filled with. And you got a bunch of stuff that's in the way. Sometimes you got to empty out to get full. 
I got to get rid of this in my life. I got to get rid of that in my life. Because he's trying to wash you. He's trying to fill you with the spirit. I'm not interested in little drops. I want all of God I can get. And guess what? I need all of God I can get. I don't know about you. You maybe only need a little bit of God. But I know what I am. I know who I am. I can't stand to be on one-fourth of a tank. Half a tank won't do. Ninety-nine and a half won't do. I must be full. I want to be washed. And I want to be full. I want to have his burden. It's a burden of a full house. It's one thing for me to be in the house. It's one thing for me to not forsake the assembling of myself and coming to the house of God. It's one thing for me to understand I got to get a hold of my faith. But I can't get a hold of my faith without also understanding that I got to provoke my brother. I got to encourage you to live right. I got to encourage you to walk right. I got to tell you you need to walk with God. I got to provoke you to good works we haven't done our job just trying to hold on to faith you try to hold on to faith out there and as we said if you looked at the the passage of scripture you can't hold on to faith without making sure you're assembling yourself together why because if you don't come to church you're going to lose what you got man I missed one week because I'm out of town or whatever and it's like I hadn't been to church in ages You know how it is when you hooked on something? You hadn't had it? Oh, I know what I'm talking about. You got to have it. There's certain things. I mean, I'm, I'm crazy because I got to have. No, well, I am crazy. But anyway, I, I got to have me a salt snack and a sweet snack. That's just the way I am. I got to have my salt and my sweet. And my wife, she, she knows the routine by now. She got to make sure she's going to get, she got to have my salt snack. Here's your salt snack. Here's your sweet, your sweet. I got, I got to have it. I got to have, I got to have both. I just, just the way it is. And if I don't get it, and she say, you're a junkie. You just hooked on. I don't say anything about your coffee. Amen. Yeah, that's true. I am jealous. And so I, I got to have it. I'm serious. It's like, you, you know, you, you got to have that coffee in the morning, right? Uh-huh. No mess with that coffee. Right? You just got, there's some things you just have to have. Let me tell you something. I can't do without the Lord. I can't do without coming to the house of God. I know how much I need him. I know how much I need you. I know how much I need the fellowship with the people of God in the house of God. He said, I want my house to be full. Talking about a burden of a full house. And not only must I have that burden to be in the house, some of you don't understand why I'm so passionate about and, and I'm pushing to get people in the house. And Pastor always outreach, evangelism, prayer, how, this, that, the other. God, give me a break, Pastor. Let me up. No! Never! Talking about a burden before house. 
And when you get the vessels in the house, now the Bible tells us that he had a supper. I'm closing with this. God was letting us know the master has a great supper, he said. Great supper. It wasn't just a supper. It was a great supper. He said, I want my house filled with my, in my uh, great supper. Why? Because in a great supper, that tells you what? That everybody that came in were going to be filled. And so I want my house filled so everybody that comes in can be filled. It is the will of God for us to be filled with, with, the, with, with, with what the master has to offer. Sorry for my tongue twisted. I'm tongue twisters. It is the master's will, not only for you to come to, how, come to the house, sister, I know who you are, but for your for the house to be filled, but also for you to be filled. It is the will of God. Sister Patricia, it is the will of God. I told you earlier. I'm going to tell you something. You're about a soul winner. You can fill up that whole back area. And the devil has beat you. And told you you lost your place and told you nobody care about you in the church. And as long as God cares about you, you still has a you still have a place as long as he cares about you. And I don't care what we're going through. He said, just come to the house. And you know what? Don't worry about the vessels being unclean out of the house. Just get up to the house. I'll clean them and I'll fill them. Shata Maha, sis, I don't know who you are. Just slip your hands up right there. Oh, I've been feeling the Holy Ghost on you all, all service. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, hallelujah. God has a work for you. Yonder I'm telling you what. You say, Am I in the will of God coming to here? Yes, you're in the will of God. I said, God wants a full house. And he wants every vessel full. Won't you stand, please? If you don't have the burden of the Lord, or if you do have the burden, and that is to make sure you do everything you can to hold on to your faith. Don't let it go. Don't waver. So why do I struggle? He gave the answer. Because we forsake the assembling of ourselves, and we think it doesn't matter if I skip church. Oh, it does matter. Even when you don't think you're getting something. If God is talking to you, I want you to, I want you to come down this altar quickly. 
I'm not talking about doing anything wrong, you sinned and all that. I'm talking about if God has been talking to you today about your walk with God as far as making a commitment to church or also doing your part in filling the house. Some of you are called to reach people. And you've been so focused on your problems and, and your circumstances. That young lady back there, I believe God is calling you to reach. I, I feel an evangelistic spirit on you. I, I felt that. I saw you a couple of times. I said, I'll tell you what. Whew, I'll tell you what I feel. I feel a, a ministry of evangelism on this. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Now, if you're part of this church and you come to this church faithfully and God has been talking to you about winning souls, you need to come on down here. And if you're in this place and you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, I want you to come down here. If you need to be baptized, if you're feeling unclean and feeling shameful and feeling guilty, I need you to come down here. I'm not going to beg you. God doesn't beg he invites. And all over the house, all over the building. Young lady, you open up, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. You'll begin to speak in other tongues. You wonder what this stuff is all about. It's supernatural. It's the gift of God. God is going to change everything that you feel so ashamed of. And every time you feel like God can't use you, he's going to prove to you that he's going to use you. He's going to connect you to people. Hallelujah. And all you have to do is just begin to open up your mouth and God's going to do it. In the name of Jesus Christ, won't you everyone lift up your hands. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I need you ministers to work the altar. In the name of Jesus Christ. Young man, God's been pulling on you and God's been calling you. I'm talking to you. God's been talking to you. He's been pulling on you. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on up here. God's been talking to you all, sir. Jesus, I want to run. In the name of Jesus Christ, I don't know who you are. I'm not trying to call you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God is more witness in this spirit. Let it be so, Jesus. Let it be so. I want to run over, over, over. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Fill me up. In the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord, till I overflow. In the name of Jesus, all that's not like you, Father, we come against it right now. I want to run over.
the name of Jesus, I lose the anointing of the Most High God. In the name of Jesus, right now, oh God, right now, oh God, right now, oh God. Let your faith reach out to him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. In the name of Jesus, rivers, 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 rivers. I want to run over, Lord. Come on, Lord, fill the vessels. Fill the vessels, oh God. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, that's it. Praise God! In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Fill me up, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I'll provide the sacrifice. That's it. Come on, ask him. Fill me up. Fill me up. Jesus. Fill me up. If you pour out your spirit, Jesus. Jesus. Fill me up, Jesus. Shut up. I will open up inside. Jesus. Jesus' name. Jesus. Hallelujah. Mahasata Mahaya. Hallelujah. Jesus. I'll provide the sacrifice. Come on, come on, come on. You pour out your spirit. And I will open up God, 